Oh, I timed that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, where the hell will go? He said BRB. He's going to be RB. Oh, he, he's got to go deal with all six of his baby mamas. Uh, don't mind him too much, guys. <laughs> damn, dude. <laughs> kids running rampant in the background. and Lord have mercy. But anyways, welcome back, everybody. This is Saturday Night Nerds live streaming podcast, episode two of season three. Uh, I got a special guest with me from Comically Inclined, uh, editor-in-chief, Danny Stewart, a.k.a. the Nerd King. What up? What is going on, my guys? Uh, I'm super excited. You know, longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, Just happy to be here. Uh, And I love everything you guys do. I appreciate appreciate you being on the show and uh, spending time with us today. So uh, we're pretty much going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, our second topic will be DCU's The Flash and all of our theories and predictions about that. And then uh, last but not least, we have a bonus topic for tonight. That is uh, Cocaine Bear. So everybody that doesn't want to be spoiled, you can take off whenever after the second topic is done. Uh, we will not be mad. So um, if... Uh, Will you got you got anything that you want to uh, share with them before we uh, play this theme song? Um, no, I think y'all said everything right. Um, yeah, yes, sir. Without further ado, it's time to turn up. strong yeah <laughs> that is yeah. our infamous theme song for saturday night night uh saturday night nerds not live streaming podcast made by our cousin drizzy miyagi or aka miyagi taught me and we had to say it with the girl accent too so um <laughs> wait what <laughs> miyagi taught me that, that, that's the only okay. way you can pronounce his producer name i don't, okay. I don't know why he has that thing but uh shout out oh. to him we love you thank you for this this wonderful theme song oh, uh, we're working on a new one pretty soon so we'll probably have a few more episodes with this one and then we got to put on another producer in the spot spot yeah another yeah. banger though i'm sure Absolutely. I hope so. <laughs> it's got to beat this one. No. <laughs> so everybody, if you're new to new to what's going on here, today you get to meet the Nerd King, the, the motherfucking editor-in-chief of Comically Inclined, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Stewart. Editor-in-chief, founder, uh, you know, website uh, operator, uh, head of publishing, uh, head of production, you know, uh, head of the studio. Uh, you know, Blake and I stay busy. We got a lot going on on top of, uh, you know, 
uh, being construction workers as well. Uh, so we, we stay pretty busy. Uh, we also own uh, Cape Events, which is our local uh, con company. We put on uh, Cape Con every October, and then we got Anime Con coming up very soon in April, uh, April 1st. You can get your tickets online at cape-events.com, or you can go to comicallyinclined.com. That's our website, and it'll link you back there. And you can also get some of this sweet Comically Inclined uh, merch on our site yeah, if, yeah. if you want it, uh, or not. I mean, I'm not your dad. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, shit, what else was I going to say? Oh, we got uh, uh, April. We've got um, Morgan Berry, who's from uh, My Hero Academia and Dragon Ball, and she's been in a ton of anime. And we've also got Rick Robertson, who is the voice of Dabura from uh, oh. Dragon Ball. And what's the character from Yu Yu Hakusho? Uh, uh, he was he was Tagora? the guy that uh, Yusuke fought. He was like the, the demon king. Tagora or no? Tagora, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then we've also got uh, uh, Adasa, who's the voice of Dolores from Encanto. So if okay. you want to be one one person uh, worth of distance away from, uh, 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 goddamn it, <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda, um, <laughs> then uh, come meet Adasa. Okay. That's for sure. And please, please do not talk about Bruno. Yeah, love don't, God. we don't talk about <laughs> that is the biggest no-no in all of pop culture i know that once it's stuck in your head you can't get rid of it that's for sure uh, no, that's right? true. <laughs> so i did not want to get canceled tonight so i'm just going to keep bruno's name out of my mouth you just said it. from this point forward <laughs> yeah keeping bruno out of my mouth is just a general rule for living honestly right i don't want that's true. No, no. that's a big no-no uh-uh. <laughs> What's up, Blake? We got Blake right there in the comments. So shout out to Blake. That is the other half of Comically Inclined. That's good, Blake. Yeah, that's my better half for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Super strong, significant oh, yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. He he he, uh, he picks me up when I'm down. He uh, he's the wind beneath my wings. Oh, oh, oh that's beautiful. That's that beautiful. is beautiful, man. That touched my heart, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Deontay, can I say the same about you, man? You know, what I'm saying you 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 are the wind beneath my my balls, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you pick me up oh, when I'm flying. He just pulled a blow fly on you, man. Yeah, he just oh, ran from oh, under cheese all over my head, man. What? I think what he's trying oh, to say who? is your Viagra. <laughs> hey, so hey, I, hey, I lift nah, him up. I, I love you, bro. <laughs> when this anxiety takes over his blood flow, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I yeah. Get it. Yeah, there we go. There oh, we go. man. Yeah, without further ado, we got the first topic of the night. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Okay. Oh, this yeah. Full-scale movie review with the boys. Mm -hmm. All right. So I, I guess, Will, if you, you want to go first, or uh, Tommy, oh, yeah. you good to go? I mean, I can go first if you guys want me to, man. Okay. All right. That I mean, I, thought, I think overall, I thought the movie was good. Like, I, I don't think that it was in any way, shape, or form a bad movie. I mean, I uh, we saw the Rotten Tomato stuff that came out beforehand, and it, it going into the movie, it didn't feel that way, you know, with with what the reviews were saying. And I, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought, visually, I think it's my favorite Marvel film. And I think that using... I, I think that it being otherworldly and it being kind of like that cosmic Marvel that we've been waiting for... I think that would that's what really launched the movie forward for me was just the visuals and then I really like uh, that Veb character that was played by a uh, 
uh, what's his name? I, I know his last name is Josh Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the guy who played the polka dot man. I thought that he was amazing in the movie, and yeah. I just it, I, I felt like there were a lot of fun moments, and there there were moments that I didn't enjoy. Like I didn't like some of the the scenes with Janet, where she was kind of like not wanting to speak, and it was very hard to kind of get her to communicate uh, with everybody in her group. And it, yeah. it now we're kind of like the running theme throughout the movie was that she just wasn't speaking up about it. And then right. I don't know. I felt, and I wasn't a big fan of Cassie uh prior yeah. to her getting the suit like when she's in the suit i have fun with her after that but like before yeah. that i just didn't really care for uh, the personality change and like it and it felt like a weird transition from the previous movies cassie to this cassie and it just it felt a little off it felt a little forced that they were that this was a different actress and mm-hmm. but overall I, I would say that it, it's not a six worthy movie i think it's at least in that eight eight range not yeah. quite like the best, but I would definitely say that it's not a, a mediocre film in any way. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you really kind of put my feelings in in uh, in in uh, the you know you hit it. That's uh, that's what kind of how I felt about it actually. Right. I, I, mean, I would I would say at least an eight and a half if on on a good day. I I gave. I, I, well, I don't know if it's my turn. My fault. Uh, oh yeah, you good. You good. You, can, okay. you you go. Uh, me personally, man, I loved it. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, uh, Tom Tommy was saying, um, I I did enjoy it visually and everything, man. Um, I think, like, yeah, so far, um, like between the last phase and this phase, I think this was probably my favorite one. Um, I would say Jonathan Majors did his did a very good job, man, playing Kane. Uh, he did not miss a beat. Um, uh, and, and of course, you know, coming into this, you know, I, I know everybody else has saw it before me, and so I was hearing mixed reviews, and that you know, I, I heard that. Some people were like, "Oh no, they could have did better than this and that." Blah blah blah. You know the you the, the usual negativity. You know what I'm saying when it comes to certain Marvel projects and stuff. But I really think they did good with this one. It's not perfect. Um, I would say I would like to have had more of Kang, and like um, uh, I, I do remember in the first half when he did like there. When he had Cassie and um and Scott uh, locked up, and he was doing that telekinetic thing with his hand, that right. was I think that was the only time he did that, man, during the whole movie. And so, like that was like a very cool ability he did. But then after that, we never saw anything else of it. And so I was kind of it was kind of it, it, it underwhelming a, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kang, like, they made him talk a good game and everything, and it at times it did feel like he was an indomitable force and everything, but I just wish that, like, they did not, like, uh, get rid of him this time, like, this this uh, movie. It was kind of like the situation with uh, Gore, the God Butcher, and Thor, Love and Thunder, like, a very good villain that had potential, 
you know what I mean? And, and he felt scary, you know what I'm saying? And you felt helpless around him, but they somehow killed him off in this um, this first uh, movie, which I think he should have probably stuck around for maybe two movies, you know what I'm saying, if you were going to kill him off. Um, and so, uh, and then the whole Janet thing, uh, like Tom was saying, uh, like, that that did kind of get under my skin. Like, God, Jesus, talk, woman. God dang, bro. <laughs> we already know half of it. God dang it, you up here throwing it back for half the half the dang on uh, quantum realm, quantum realm and stuff like that. They blowing your back out and stuff. Dang, talk. <laughs> God dang. Oh man, Krylar, you nasty son of a bitch. But overall, oh, I, I, I I would say eight point five. Uh, for me. Oh yeah. I mean, if you get a chance to hook up with Catwoman. Yeah, right. You got a point. Can't say no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Shit. The OG. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, like. Well, I was gonna say the only good one, but that's not true. Uh, yeah. you know, there's been a couple of good ones since then, just not the Halle Berry one. And and I and I take that back because the Halle Berry Catwoman was hot. Just the movie sucked. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Even Howie mm-hmm. couldn't save the movie. That's that's how bad it was. Yeah, I mean, right. They, right, right. when you change a character entirely and just basically call them the same thing, you should have just named it something else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have called it lingerie woman or something. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they could have went with black hat. Ah, damn it, that's taken. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's taken. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we are cursed. Let's see. Blake says, yeah. I think the telekinetic thing was powered by his bracelet that only could control what's in those cells. That's why we didn't see any more of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I that could... the bracelets did a bit more than the telekinetic thing. I think that he always had them on, didn't he? Yeah. And especially whenever he like fought. That's where like when we see uh, the whole fight at the end where he's shooting the blue beams. I think that he's yes. replacing the telekinetic part with something that's like a plasma and just shooting yeah. that out instead of it being the, te- I think it's to showcase that Kang has more powers than just mm-hmm. what we see. And then I think that, the, and this is just one variant of Kang. And I think that yeah. uh, what Will was bringing up that like them killing him off, I, I, I actually enjoy that because then it makes, it shows us how weak that Kang was as opposed yeah. to the True. variants that we see in that after credit scene. And we see that there's millions of them. There's there's countless of them because there's countless universes, you know? But I think the reason why I said that is because he, he was the conqueror, right? And why was all those millions of variants of Kang scared of this one? Like, show me. You know oh, he was outcast. Remember, <laughs> he, he was uh, he was sent there as like a as a yeah. punishment. I don't think it was because he was strong or anything. I think it was that he was going against what the the variants as a whole and the Council of Kang wanted. Yeah. And I think that's why he got banished to the quantum realm. To, to okay. quote Rick and Morty, I think maybe that was the Kangest Kang of all the Kangs, <laughs> oh, okay. and so he's the outcast. Um, but do you want my review, Deontay? Or you can definitely go. Is that cool? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I would, I would give it, I, I don't know that I'd go as far as like 8.5. I might say like a seven, uh, you know, I'll split the difference between, uh, Tommy and will, uh, I'd say it's like a nice seven. I will say, uh, out of phase four, uh, uh, no way home is probably my favorite. Um, oh, yeah. the three Spider-Men on screen was just too much for me. Like, Ooh. honestly, I've, 
and and like that movie like i felt things watching that movie that i haven't felt since i was a child just like excitement energy whatever uh now quantumania was good um yeah i would say out of all of phase four as far as the marvel only properties not including you know the parts where sony got to be a part of it uh, and usually sony drags shit down but you know far from mm-hmm. home was incredible uh I would say out of all of the just just Marvel properties, uh, Quantumania is up there as one of my favorite films of Phase Four. Um, the you saw in the uh, the reviews and stuff a lot like pacing issues. I didn't really feel any of that. I I never felt the the plot dragging. Um, I the hope hope was kind of unnecessary in the movie, yeah. which it's fine because they're keeping yeah. her around because she's the Wasp and the Wasp is a big Avenger. So obviously they're just going to keep putting her in films until they have a better role for her. Um, uh, really, Paul Rudd, man, Paul Rudd carries these films. I know that yeah. Jonathan Majors did a lot of fucking work yeah. in this film, but it I don't think that Jonathan Majors playing Kang would have been as serious and as dangerous feeling if we had not gotten Paul Rudd playing his version of ant-man to a t like he was just so good like he just gets it you know yeah he really does and and we've seen some missteps in the humor versus action departments in some of the marvel films uh uh uh, thor ragnarok is probably uh not is it ragnarok love and thunder and thunder so love and thunder is probably a great example where the humor was a little bit uh, off balance um and i think that quantumania did a great job of just keeping it keeping it tight you know action fun uh cassie cassie i agree with you will cassie was nothing yeah she was like the spunky sidekick until she got in the costume and then she was an actual character which is great um i i I was hoping we'd see some more young avengers stuff didn't happen uh i think the fact that we're getting this kang the one that that they were fighting called kang the conqueror is a sign that he's not gone um i because because out of all the kings we've gotten in the 616 in all of marvel history kang the conqueror is the most enduring one out of all of them yeah and, you know that yeah. that beats out of moritz ramatat all of the you know the centurion all of those versions so i would say that while it looked like he died at the end i think he's coming back i think that one specifically is the big problem out of all of them okay. uh so i think it was it's kind of stupid because it looked like he died and we've gotten that so much with like Loki specifically, but other characters in the MCU. Um, but I don't think he's dead. I think he's going to pop back up and that will have always been part of his plan, which doesn't make sense because who who makes a plan that like, <laughs> I'm going to show up, be a badass, show you all my powers and then let you beat me. Yeah. Almost yeah. to death. And then that's that's my whole plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was it was stupid. all part of my plan. But you got to remember, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist. And, right. Uh, so if Kang let, gets them convinced that he's dead, gives them room to work, especially that's once they know good. about that's him. Good, uh, Absolutely. So, and But I do think it's really stupid that we go from him being like so OP, just so like we got, yeah. we definitely got that Kang in this movie that like ripped Thanos' spine out in the comics, you know, that yeah. version of Kang. That's yeah. the version that we got as Kang the Conqueror in this. And then when Hank Pym shows up with some ants, that guy goes away completely. Yeah. Just, he just solo, disappeared. Not solo, but oh, dragged him basically. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like that. then he's going toe to toe with Ant Man, who has no actual fighting skills. Exactly. Uh, like. Other than maybe some, some boxing lessons from Hope. And uh, and he's, you know, he he's, he's kind of like standing ground against Kang. And Kang is a an ageless warrior who's been around forever. And 
can yeah, defeat right? anyone in hand-to-hand combat. So yeah, knows probably multiple fighting styles. Yeah, Scott yeah, should not have had a chance, but yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hard seven. Okay, okay, I can rock with that. Um, I would say as far as my review goes, I would probably stay with an eight because uh, Danny definitely shed light on a few things that I overlooked. Um, especially the fact that uh, this is Kang, this is Kang the Conqueror, and the, <clears throat> all the other variants of him aren't. I, I don't think they'll they'll be paying too much of a visit. Maybe in live action they'll see Earth six one six and and deal with the Avengers that way through the different movies we got lined up. But right. I'm 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 almost one hundred percent sure that uh, Scott and Hope didn't kill uh, Kang himself. Right. Um, he he. I think his technology, uh, the guns and all the the high tech that he uses. I think that was what he was using with the telekinesis and um, mm, okay. like Blake said, the, the bracelets that he had on had something to do with the cells that he was holding the prisoners in. And I was, I, I could buy that for sure. Uh, I saw something though, that it's, it should be officially confirmed that he has telekinesis on his yeah. own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think everything else is just weapons and but telekinesis is his base baseline power. And I did see him use it too. I I do believe with Kang, all of his powers are tech based. I don't think he has any actual powers himself. Yeah, they made that change. Yeah, we we totally could. Uh, I know for Peyton Reed, the director of this movie, he wanted Kang to have one natural power. And then Jonathan Majors did an interview after that and said, yeah, I got telekinesis. And it's just like, if you got I mean, telekinesis, why do you need weapons, man? That, yeah. That was Jonathan a pretty Majors said it. I'm not arguing with him. Right. As big as he is, no, I'm good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you could win. <laughs> I, was, I was sadly mistaken, sir. Please stop hitting me. I, I don't want Heck any God, parts <laughs> Stop. I don't have yeah. life insurance. Stop hitting me. <laughs> I'm from America. Yeah. <laughs> Leave yeah. me alone, Kang. You're a big meanie. Yeah, I, I give I'll give Quantumanium an eight. Uh, as far as the cast goes, um, I would say Jonathan Majors comes in first place. Scott, Paul right behind him. Uh, one of my favorite scenes was uh Kang tortured basically Cassie. As soon as Kang let them lets both of them go, Paul just stands right in his face and he's just like, "Yo, you you just you just hurt my fucking daughter, bro." It, it it's personal now. It's I, I I felt it. I'm not a dad. I don't know what it's like to have a daughter, but I I I understood like uh, Paul's frustration or Scott's frustration with Kang. He's just like. Kane's just like you out of your league. I'll kill both of you right now. You better shut the fuck up. It's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, Dan. Danny was right. Like the tech is what gives him his um superhuman abilities, like his telekinesis and his uh like everything, his durability and everything, and the uh power to uh to uh, uh, travel through time and everything like that. So yeah. Yeah. But outside of that, he has superhuman intellect and all that. 
Right. I'll, I'll give him that much. His superhuman intellect could definitely be considered a power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that time chair. I, I love that they kind of redesigned the time chair to make it more, I guess, make it sexy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. it did look okay. It yeah, looked pretty good. It was really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It looked really comfortable too, man. I just want that in my living room, honestly. I know. Really, right? like, like I couldn't justify the extra space that like all the rest of the chair takes up. You know, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need it's a like- much bigger house, but. Like, like, what if lavish... I cosplay as Kang and just fix my chair up to look like he is and just roll up in there like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sir. Well, a- ADA standard for idle width is four feet, so as long as you can stay within that, I think you'd be all right. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly, I would fall asleep in that chair and just be like, it's my throne. Dude, <laughs> if it's anything like this one, I understand why he sits in it all the time. It's like, Really comfortable, like taking cat naps and shit because he's old. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, and he got all the time in the world. All the time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. The dude, he. I, I want. I actually want to cosplay as Kang so bad, but <laughs> that's dude, a lot. Of, I I just love that Will's wearing a king hat in in honor of me being on the show. I appreciate that. Oh, def- definitely, man. I had <laughs> yeah. to. I had to. I heard he was coming, and I was like, "Oh, I got to do this in honor." Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely get some comically inclined merch as well. So, oh yeah, I I know a guy. I could probably hook you up. Yes. Okay, bet. Yes, yeah. we can make yeah, that happen. Yeah, we'll also, had like four shirts stolen off of his porch that were delivered to him. So, if you see anybody else walking around town in comically inclined merch. <laughs> It's probably Blake's. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make that person go missing. <laughs> yeah, give him uh, uh, what else did I like about the movie? Uh, the characters were cool. Um, I this is like a Star Wars. This is the closest thing to Star Wars I've seen in Marvel so far, and I really enjoyed that. It's yeah. Not th- not to call you out on that, but you don't think Guardians of the Galaxy is closer to Star Wars? The first one, or Any of them. both of them? Yeah, yeah, that 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 is pretty Star Wars. I, I would say this one beats it just by a little bit, but do do you think know. maybe a little closer to like Star Trek with the like away team voyaging on an unknown planet? That could that could do it too. But look, but yeah. but like with Kang and the telekinesis thing, could it be like the Force? Force, you user. know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Force users. Yeah, there is that. There is that. You the know flying what? Flying buildings. You're right. You right. <laughs> uh, Janet having to stab somebody just to hit your ride. It's like and throwing it back to half the uh, quantum galaxy. I mean. Yeah, yeah. She definitely got around. And no yeah. shame in her game, man. I don't feel bad about hey, it. You know, hey, get, look. get out there. Yeah, hey, her husband didn't. Too. Her husband didn't have a problem with it. He was like, "Look, while you was gone, I was doing my thing too. So we all good." Yeah, he like, said, but you know what? She wasn't better than you, baby. She could, not, was... she could not bust it wide open like you. You know, once she will. was for seven years, she was declared dead and uh, on her planet. You know, like yeah, you, you know, she's good. She was in the clear. She wouldn't be breaking any laws or nothing. Right, exactly. Mary to who? It's the quantum realm. Hey, baby. but he was keeping it. He was keeping it one hundred. He was like, hey, but none of them could bust it wide open like you, baby. You know? Automatic well, hall pass. Said that. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, said that to all of them too. <laughs> he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. 
Yeah, I had never been with somebody like you before. Right. <laughs> Damn, Hank, chill. I'm bro. telling you, man. You've been listening to too much future, bros. Stop it. Stop, bro. There, there's like yeah. a version of Ultron since Hank Pym didn't make Ultron in the yeah. MCU. It's a right. sex bot. Oh, that, okay. There you go. You know, hey, you know, you know, uh, Janet and Kang had a little something, something, you know. I bet they out there looking at each other like, oh, we we made something. Uh, You know, Kang curious about it. He was like, oh, a little bit of vanilla in my ice cream today. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, one nobody else around. (laughs) One nobody else around. You know what I'm saying? And they were stranded for some time. You know what I'm saying? You know, hey, his wife got, is dead. They got knees, you know. Yeah. Can't yeah. Got knees. Like, yeah, damn it. There's no life in this quantum realm. And now right. there is. Yeah. Is it giving me life? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh... Dude, I, what, what was one thing that I missed about that movie? Um, I would say. The fighting was good. I, I do appreciate the improvement in Scott's hands, but yeah, yeah. I still think it was unrealistic that he was able to mollywop Kang a couple times. Kang did yeah. look at him crazy. He was just like, you hit like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what did y'all think about Modoc though? Yeah, I was about to say that, man. Yeah. Modoc. I thought he was funny in the like I think that no matter what I think that no matter what you were gonna do, he was gonna look ridiculous. But yeah. I had a lot of fun with this one, and I, I'm all right with it being self-contained. That this is the fir- well, first and only time we'll see Modok. Like I'm, all, I'm all right with that because he yeah. he died in Avenger, yeah, and he died not being a dick. And Avenger, he'll he'll yeah. be back. He'll be back. I, I <laughs> actually believe that that was confirmed that Modok is Did returning. Really? Yeah, oh, I, I believe man. I saw that on Twitter earlier yeah. today. It has been confirmed that Modok is coming back for more Marvel. I wish that that was at the very end of the movie. Like, you know, we see Kang <laughs> will return. I wish that we saw that Modok will return. <laughs> He's way yeah. more important. <laughs> that way like, more important than Kang. Dude, <laughs> they were roasting this dude the whole movie, man. That He did not deserve that. Man, <laughs> Kang is flicking him around with telekinesis like, know your place, bitch. It's- Hank, Hank was like, Avenger. <laughs> what happened to your head, bro? Oh man! And seeing everybody was. Was. yeah. Scott up there making fun of his baby legs and stuff like. Uh, Tom, you're Tom. You're a, a a big comic fan, right? Yeah. So, do you feel like the 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 uh, the vibe for uh, Modok was accurate to the comics? I mean, I think that Modoc is supposed to always be like. I think he was always comedic, like from the very beginning. Yeah. So I, I think that it's all right for him to have that comedic side to him, and him to always get the short end of everything. I, yeah. I think that that's very Modoc. Yeah, Modoc like that—that's what we kind of grown to expect of him is just right. to kind of be like the punching bag at the end of the day. Like he's never going to be taken as seriously. But I don't. I, I like that he was trying to redeem himself at the very end and i and kind of like I, I watched a little bit of that modoc Patton oswald show as well and like i could see like maybe like a little bit of that humor bleeding into the modoc that we saw on ant-man and the wasp <laughs> but i had yeah, a lot I of can do that I, I thought that he did pretty well like and for being what we got for modoc that's that's probably the best we're gonna get like yeah I, I, yeah 
I, I loved Modoc in the movie. I I was yeah really just like they pulled it off. Like they they really they they did it and they did it well because Modoc could have been so fucking awful. Like they could have <laughs> tried to make him way serious and like a real yeah. threat to everybody, Bro. or they could have went way way goofy, like way worse. Um, I think it was good. I think the I think the you know I I think it was good. Yeah, I love yeah, too. I thought the, I thought the suit was really good on Modoc too. Anytime he had the the face mask yeah. on and everything, it was just it, it was really fun. And I like how the guns he looked on like Modoc. He had like the yeah. things sticking out of his out of his suit and out of his uh, little hover thing. So that that made it even more enjoyable. The yeah. dialogue for him was great too. His little back and forth with just about <laughs> every character was in, was funny. Oh yeah, yeah. I I let the the don't be a the dick uh conversation slide. It was a little bit cheesy, and I was just like, "Come on, stop, please." But yeah. <laughs> his conversations with um Hank and all the others just seemed real Modoc, yeah. um accurate. So I, I I let a lot of this stuff slide. My but- biggest complaint about this movie is probably the fact that Kang didn't drop enough bodies, like. Yeah. He should have taken at least Ooh. one Marvel live action. Right, man. For him Not just Modoc. Like, take Janet. You can take Hank. He should have went after Hank the whole movie, honestly. Uh, right. In comics, uh, that's the uh, Even just like a, a flashback scene of him just killing an Avengers team. Yeah, right. Would have been, oh, really cool. been really cool. That would have like been really cool. Like the Battle of New York, you know? Yeah, yeah that would have been sweet. Yeah, because so, uh, Hank is like in in comic books. That's like the dude. He's a one of the people he's afraid of the most, besides Tony Stark. So it's yeah. just like you should hunt Hank down and take him out first. Hank's the scientist supreme of Earth. I mean, yeah, I think he's... I think this one was probably establishing why he was, you know, such a threat to um Kang. And like at first, he, you know, we didn't know why, but now we know. Like, yeah. It's pretty poetic that Hank is the one that technically defeated him. He he got the ants to align with them and take Kang out. But I yeah. just I, I kind of got distracted by the fact that Kang is losing to these ants. But yeah, I did too. For the sake of the, the, the hero's victory, I let it go. Yeah. Right. Cause Hank Hank could have killed two or three people, honestly. Like Scott yeah. could have died. He stayed yeah. behind in the quantum realm. And I, the first time going through the movie, I sat in my seat and I was about to shit myself. Like, <laughs> he's, he's going to take Scott. He's going to get Scott. No. I, I did see a review that, and, and I kind of agreed with it, but it said that this isn't an Ant-Man movie. It is a Fantastic Four movie with the I Fantastic Four like removed. It, and I, I totally agree with that. Because everybody <laughs> in it was Fantastic Four villains. And characters yeah. from the microverse, and uh, yeah, you literally really get, yeah. you know, uh, four four people. You know, Hank, Janet, uh, Hope, and uh, Scott. Uh, Scott. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously, yeah. uh, Hope is the thing out of the group, and then yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, it works. This could have been this could have been a Fantastic Four plot. That's yeah, sure. right. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah, Hank and Janet is definitely reading Susan. So it's. <laughs> I, I I'll give I'll give that a pass that uh, those guys made it the Ant Man movie and exploring the quantum realm, which is 
uh, Quantum Mania itself is not even canon in comic books, so they just went crazy with their own idea with this. And I, well, I respect because that. Uh, doesn't Mattel or Hasbro own the rights to the microverse, so they had to go with the quantum realm instead because of the Micronauts or Mike. I think it's Micronauts. There was a, a toy line that they released based on Marvel properties that takes place in the microverse, and so for film and TV, they can't use that term. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's so sad, man. I'm There's so many you, properties that they can't have a ball with. I tell Bankrupt you what, again. I think knocked mm -hmm. like a whole um, point five off of the movie for me was uh that god awful haircut of um what's her name um oh hope 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 <laughs> yeah oh my god that thing was oh my god. Like you can ask Deontay the whole movie. Every time they showed us, I was like, "Oh God, that's oh God, that's awful." Don't let Cam like, hear you say that. Jesus that's his woman. Christ, I don't but care. I have loved Evangeline <laughs> Lilly since Lost, but she is not aging well. She just no. is not. Who is it? <laughs> just catching up with that woman fast. Oh yeah, she's oh. getting roasted online for that hairdo she had. She looks like a um uh. What are those things off of Lord of the Rings? They had the short hair, but they're like midgets or got, or uh, like in their hairy. Hobbits? Or they're dwarfs, right? Hobbits? Hobbits or dwarfs? Yeah. What? The, what? <laughs> that haircut was awful, man. Talking about hobbits or dwarfs, man. Which one is it? That, that haircut is awful. I hope the hobbit. <laughs> okay. I Damn. It's not like a pixie cut, is kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Hope, yeah. Hope is still cute, but Janet's still, oh, yeah, she's still cute. Yeah. Janet and Cassie, actually. It's, yeah. That's paid for life, y'all. Let me, let, me, let me get a little bit of Janet. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is like, can I get some? <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> me next. Tag me. <laughs> Let's go, uh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing an Eiffel Tower here, and I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> I love France, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, that, that's all I got for Quantum Manium. Unless you guys got anything else for it, I guess um, maybe the things I didn't like in it. Uh, um, oh, somebody said, uh, "Did y'all hold up?" Did y'all explain how Hank found his wife so fast in Ant-Man 2? I'm not uh, going to make that inappropriate joke. Uh -uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, as far as things I don't like, uh, my biggest my biggest uh, problems with it are Kang just becoming useless. Um, Marvel has a bad habit of doing that, uh, and, and, and it makes me think back to uh, uh, Infinity War. Uh, when after getting stabbed one time, Vision becomes completely useless. Yeah. When Vision's powers are not entirely based on like his phasing ability, he's also got super strength and flight and a whole bevy of other powers, including shooting a fucking laser out of his forehead. But then he gets stabbed and he becomes so weak that a character that got beaten up by Captain America, who is only as strong as peak level human, uh, <laughs> is just yes. also handing Vision his ass. Uh, that's that's a big complaint I have with Infinity War, and it seems like they did the same thing with Kang. They were just like, he's really, 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 really powerful, but until we get to the end of the movie, 
But he's like, I don't know. He's like a guy, but like with some powers. Yeah. <laughs> so he's I a guy with good hands. The, that's yeah. my big complaint. But the only the only saving grace for that is that it's probably intentional so that they could pop him back up later. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably making excuses for the writing team, uh, yeah. but that seems to be the biggest plot hole for me. The yeah. one thing that aggravates me the most. I don't know. I just but wish they that, used villains a little bit more. Like That and one other thing. The... Uh, Whenever his like battery, his power mm. battery for his uh, his chair had yeah. blown up, like the whole thing blew up. Yeah. But they only needed to shrink the very core of it, and that solved that shrunk the whole thing. I don't I don't get that. That didn't I make know. any sense. You anyway, know. that's, no, that's, that's why no, didn't they just no, shrink no, it on was, the inside? I was actually thinking about the same thing as they were going to uh, fix the uh, core or whatever. I'm like, but what? Yeah, because we've seen them shrink cars, right? They don't shrink the battery of the car. Yeah. They shrink the whole thing and it all shrinks. Right. So why didn't they just shrink the core from the outside instead of the center? I don't understand, man. It is what that, it is. That's my only other thing. I'll, I'll leave it alone after that. But Your Brain farting is right going yeah. on over here. Yeah, I, I would yeah. say my other complaint is that... Um, if Kang if Kang couldn't catch any bodies, it, at least let Modok get one or something. But um, I, I really I really walked out that theater just like man, Kang lost without taking somebody's head off, and it's. But I I, I got over it. Um, I, I'm, I, I'll I'm probably really come back later. Yeah, I'll probably come back to that later because I totally forgot. Uh, what else my other complaints were but do you think um, we're kind of getting the cw treatment with the mcu like they're they're just getting to where you know at first it was like we'll be hardcore and do some things and people won't be able to like people will just be it'll be super unpredictable you know or, or maybe even like uh, game of thrones in the first few seasons where you just never knew if somebody was going to live or die and by the end of the series you're just like okay everybody's living cool <laughs> yeah right. I, I really believe that for um the fact that so many people died in multiverse of madness and and then basically everyone survived in quantum mania on this big difference between phase four and phase five MCU. And it's, and it's just, I, I, I guess Sam Raimi kind of spoiled me with that. Like <laughs> I watched professor X get his head turned around and um, captain Carter sliced in half. I, I was expecting dude. Multiverse of Madness is such a great uh, Sam Raimi film. Like, it's a good Marvel film, but it is a great Sam Raimi film. Like it is in line with Drag Me to Hell mm -hmm. and all of the Evil Dead movies, and it's just so good, dude. I just I like. I think one of the bigger problems with it is uh, with that people's complaints about it are is that they're not fans of Sam Raimi's movies. And they were expecting a normal MCU film, and we got Sam Raimi making an MCU film, and it was so like I the whole thing. I was just like, "Oh my god, that's the that's the camera shot. There's the car. Oh, there's Bruce Campbell. Holy shit, this is amazing!" Hey man, what are we talking about? Uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness, uh, oh. and how uh, Deontay was saying how he spoiled with the number of deaths we got in Multiverse of Madness compared to nobody yeah. dying at Kang's hands in this yeah. this film. No, yeah. like, yeah, I was kind of, like, a little disappointed. Like, I thought they were going to go darker or something like that. Somebody had to go. But, you know, everybody everybody came out alive. Everybody was good, except for Modoc, the dick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why is it cool for Scarlet Witch to kill so many people, but Kang can't get 
All one right, body bro. from the she was guys. having a really bad day. Okay, <laughs> so was he. Like he was trapped in the dang quantum realm for God knows how long. Will she was like, sad? Was Kang sad? Kang, well, yes, he was depressed. <laughs> man. He was very uh, depressed. <laughs> was yeah. Kang sad? He did want revenge on the on the Kang Council. Yeah, so I'll, exactly. I'll give him. <laughs> if you kill right. people out of ambition, you're a bad guy. If you kill people because you're just really sad about a thing. You're you're redeemable. You can be a hero again. That's fine. You were having a bad day. No. Hey, he wanted your babies back. Oh, okay. well, I mean, you know, <laughs> well, that's like uh, Baron Zemo. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we go into Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier, and he's just hilarious and fun, and everybody likes him. And it's like this guy yeah. murdered King T'Chaka and uh, like hundreds of other people. Just straight up blew them up. He is a terrorist exactly. who was trying to kill the Avengers. Yeah, for fun. And then it's like, well, he's in a German rave and he's dancing, so whatever, he's cool. <laughs> we forgive him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let him lead the Thunderbolts. Right, right. Oh my god! Oh my god! They they've oh. made a lot of characters so, so likable. With villains, they they either make the villains very, very, very likable, or they kill them off completely. And yeah, and way too right. soon. It makes me curious. No, yeah, it makes me curious of what they're going to do with Doctor Doom and Kang, because I know they're oh, friends, no. friends on, on occasions in comics. So it's, yeah, they kick it's it an odd opportunity. Well, yeah. There was a Doctor Doom Kang in the uh, the Council of Kings. What? Yeah, there's like there's in one of the like backgrounds when they start like arriving, one of yeah. them is Kang in Doctor Doom armor in the movie. I'll send you later. I'll I'll shoot you a message with this the image in it, or you can just Google it. It's uh it's pretty easy yeah. to find. But yeah, holy shit! Yeah, it's uh, so I guess Kang is Doom in the comics uh, right now. Is that a is that a thing? No, no, no. it's Doom. Um, I know there's something like that going on in the comics. Yeah, him yeah. and uh, Kang and Doctor Doom right now. Well, before Doctor Doom backstabbed Kang in the as usual uh, previous previous uh uh issue that i just like got done reading but uh yeah they were they were chilling man they were you know back and forth banter you know what i'm saying the the usual you know what i'm saying like me and deontay we get into our little arguments we 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 make up because we're brothers you know what i'm saying we good at the end of the day you know it was that type of relationship between him and kane in this issue until dr doom uh crossed them and backstabbed them Again, <laughs> Doom will do as Doom does. Yeah, that they was turns killing each other too. That's the funny part about it. That was one part where um, these this couple passes Doom and Kang up in a truck, and they stop. And I think they were trying to roast Kang, and Doctor Doom was not liking that. You know, they were trying to roast Kang, so he uh, blasted them and. Uh, Killed him, and, you know. <laughs> him and Kane looked at each friend. other. They were like, "Yeah, that's what's up." That's yeah. what's up, best you friend. Know? And they high fived. Bestie. There's a lot of metal <laughs> clanking. It's like, out, <laughs> <laughs> man. Like, that's my bro for life until right. he kills me. Until, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until I, yeah. I, I'm sure that in that scenario, Kang's just like, "All right, man, I see you. Cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was gonna do that. You beat me to it. No worries." Right. I'll get you next time. Right. <laughs> I, I I owe you one big time. Yeah. Thank you. 
they were both plotting. That, me? that wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I guess Dr. Doom beat him to the um, to the punch. And um, Yeah. And Kang's last words were like, mad respect, homie. Mad right. Respect. <laughs> I can't wait to see these two together in live action. That is going to melt me. Oh, man. God. Tell me right now, who's Doctor Doom? Like, who who is your dream Doom? Like, who's it gonna be? I can't think of a single person that I'm like, yeah, put him in the armor. Like, not one. No man. MF Doom is dead, so I mean, huh? I don't know who else to pick. MF Doom is gone, so I don't know who else to pick. Yeah, dude. F in the chat for MF Doom for sure. I feel like he's the only one who could play the supervillain. Who is MF Doom? Legend. MF Doom, the rapper. Yeah, the rapper, my man. The rapper. Yeah. The rapper. You know, well, rap Do not let this pasty dude in the bottom uh, Doom, corner know more about this rapper than you do, bro. You might have to give Danny your black card, man. <laughs> uh, I might. I might, bro. But I'll take a second one. <laughs> we have no, to two cookouts for Danny now. I wanted to come to the cookout. <laughs> like, if we could get uh, old dude from the first Fantastic Four, you know. That's Julian McMahon. Julian, yeah. Yeah. That's I can see that. I just yeah, feel yeah. like there's nobody other than like just never revealing who the actor is. Like you could just have a voice actor, I guess. Exactly. But we should never see the guy's face. Like anyone oh, you put in that armor, I'm going to be disappointed in. I don't know who would be big enough that I would just be like, oh, fuck, that's Dr. Doom. Like there's right. no like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine for a Dr. Doom. Like I don't know who it would be. I, I feel like with him having the mask, it, it, with the voiceover thing, I think it could work. Because, I mean, we had James Earl Jones come in as Darth Vader. Yeah. And there's like no Hugo Weaving would be great, can attach but... to that. Yeah. Am I like the only person that's, uh, what is his name? Adam Driver. Is Am, am I the only person that, that will let Adam Driver slide his dude? <sighs> you know, I'm torn on that because he's a great actor, but I'm also so burned with Kylo Ren. Uh, That's true. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him try to be Reed. I would. I would much rather see him try to be Reed other than Doom. Uh, like I feel like Doom has to be like someone that's more. I feel like he has to have the voice to go like to pack behind it. You know, I feel yeah. like Adam Driver doesn't have that kind of that voice that you would hear Doom like ring in your ears. Something that'll really yeah. stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's got to be chill. Like that's what Doom should be. Yeah, Reed Reed has kind of an attitude, and I think Adam would pull off the the Reed attitude. Um, yeah, the look the look is probably what'll kill it for me. So yeah. I, I I'm more comfortable with Krasinski uh, being um, Reed than Adam. But right, Keith Ferguson said Mads Mikkelsen. I could see that. There okay. it is. I could see yeah. that. That was my OG choice. Yeah, really? that was my OG choice. Very yeah. first time I ever thought about. Uh, fan casting. Oh yeah, you did villain. tell me about that though. He's yeah. a good, he's a good villain for sure. You did, especially if it's a variant of him. It's because he he played that one guy from uh, Doctor Strange one, and oh he yeah, got murdered. That's yeah. true. He has already been in the MCU. That's a huge that that'd be a waste to just let him go away like that. And right. I, I would bring him back as Doom, honestly, because if you can. Make the Josh Brolin be Thanos and Cable, right? Limit right. different universes, but yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Josh Brolin again. Ooh. You know, he'd be Thanos, he'd be Doom, he can be Cable. Uh, <laughs> Jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to think he was in the Goonies, man. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Was he Sloth? No, he was the older brother. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, he was the older brother. He was yeah. the older brother. He was. <laughs> Cut off sweatshirt and all. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Fresh out of Jackson, Missouri. I like it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah but that's that's it for Quantum Manium or Mania. And up next we got DCU's The Flash. Um, mm-hmm. That film comes out in June, so definitely expect us to do a full uh, review for that as well. Uh, so now we begin the theories and predictions and why this movie's here in the first place. Because we know it's a Flashpoint story, but it's nothing like uh, what we've seen so far in the comics. And um, I, I, I'll, I'll be okay with Ezra Miller for the sake of getting through the movie, but I'm not going to praise and champion him as Barry, Barry Allen going forward after yeah. that. So yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's something you're going to have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you, I'm Warner Brothers. Zod, man. I'm Dude. here for the return of Zod. It's been... Yeah. yeah what, what's that, your that predictions, uh, Tommy? What are my predictions? Oh, man, I have... There's so many thoughts that go through my mind. Like, for one, I keep getting this question asked, like, who's going to be the villain of The Flash? Because everybody, like, you know, I've been asked three or four times, you know, who do you think the villain is going to be? And I wouldn't be surprised if Eobard Thawne would show up. At least, like, giving us that kind of... Because if they're going to do Flashpoint, if they're going to do the Flashpoint Paradox, they have to at least include some way, shape, or form Eobard Thawne, whether it's the Aobarthon from the future, or if we see like a variant of Ezra Miller's Flash or of a Flash that's from a different timeline that got screwed up and him becoming the reverse Flash. I could see that happening. But when it comes to everything else, I wonder if we're going to see like glimpses of what happened in Flashpoint. I wonder if we're going to see like a war that's going on that's involving the Amazons and involving the Atlanteans. And I wonder oh. if we're going to see like these, uh, the group of like insurgent people, like, you know, Deathstroke. And then we have Lois Lane, who's in the shit, like dealing with everything and trying mm-hmm. to help with reporting everything that's going on. And I, I wonder if we're going to see like a Martha Wayne Joker. I wonder oh. if that's <laughs> because I, I understand that Michael Keaton's come back, but like, uh, and we expect him to be Bruce Wayne, but you know this is supposed to be Flashpoint. So is it going to be? I have not Bruce thought Wayne? of that. Is it going to be not Bruce being Wayne that Bruce of this being Thomas? Exactly. So like, I, I wonder if that's what we're going to see instead of it being Bruce Wayne, because then it would explain why Ben Affleck's in the movie, because Ben Affleck could be the Bruce Wayne that we know from these previous movies. And since Michael Keaton's up there in age, he's about the same age that Alfred was in the 89 movie. So I can see him being Thomas Wayne and him having lost Bruce at some point and that being within the Flashpoint Paradox. So I, I would really like to see things that were in the Flashpoint Paradox come to fruition. I'm not sure how I feel about the Supergirl. Uh, and the reason being is that I'm, 
I really like that aspect of Flashpoint that it's the Superman that we all remember, but he's scrawny and he's thin and he's sickly looking. And it's yeah. the fact that he's been hit away and put in this bunker. You know, when she pops out, she looks healthy. She looks like she's been fine. She looks like she's been living okay. And that like they've been feeding her, but it, she doesn't look like, you know, a crypt Kryptonian that's not been in contact with the red sun and living on earth for an extended period of time. Right. So with her, I'm not sure how I feel, but the return of Zod has me the most excited because I enjoy general Zod in the original Christopher Reeves movies. And then I enjoyed general Zod when they brought him back for man of steel. And I really hope that in this one, we don't see Zod's neck get snapped. I hope that we see him get put into the Phantom Zone. And that's Please. what I want. I want them to introduce the Phantom Zone. I want there to be this prison for everybody, like for people to get stuck in eternally where they just fly through space, like in a piece of glass. Like I would enjoy that. There's, been times, they, the there's been times they had to break into the Phantom Zone. And I love those stories, man. Uh, oh, man. I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but uh, there's just some heat that you can do with General Zod. Like, I've watched the sci-fi show uh, Krypton, and the actor that they had played General Zod, uh, he killed it. A lot of people didn't approve of it because they race-swapped to General Zod. I don't give a fuck about that. It's like, it's like they're Kryptonian. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. as far as we know... They could have the same kind of like races and the skin could be blue. Colors. Like it doesn't. Yeah, like that's stupid. <laughs> like that's why. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're gonna be making M and M's not sexy. Ruined <laughs> ah, my whole life. Shit, what would I do if I could rub one out to an M and M? But yeah, no. Uh, I I agree with with what you're saying, Tommy. I also the it would be really cool. Uh, if whenever they do release break Supergirl out of Cadmus or wherever she's at, if she starts out emaciated and as soon as the sun hits her, she just gets super healthy. That but would be really cool. That would be would that would that. be a cool little nod to that comic, but I don't know that it'll happen. She'll probably just come out looking fine. That's uh, what I was thinking because when we see her in the trailer, she's already in those rags that they have her in when she breaks out initially, and she already looks healthy. So that's yeah. why I was kind of like, ah, I wish she was a little bit scrawnier i would say kind of like uh i would expect her to almost look like uh christian bale did in the uh is it the machinist the machinist where he's just all thin, yeah, the machinist just bone and <laughs> he got down to like 130 pounds yeah yeah i would like to see that like even if they had to cgi it i would much rather see that when she comes out at least before seeing the red sun because that that's where they get their powers from so like i, yeah. I would expect to see that the yellow sun the yellow sun they did that for uh Dwayne Johnson. They could do it for her. He, his itty bitty body. Oh my god. That, that was well. Let's not talk hilarious. about the greatest comic book movie to have ever come out of all time, uh, just yet. Uh, <laughs> said no one ever. Uh, but to the uh, the reverse flash thing, the earbard thon, um, the, the running theory right now is that whenever Barry decides in in this flashpoint paradox timeline not to save his mother the other younger flash uh disagrees with him and then what we get is another version of him or the same version fighting barry who but he goes bad so it's flash versus flash yeah. kind of thing or or he maybe disappears into the times the 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 um 
Speed Force. I keep, I keep wanting to say Time Force. <laughs> Power Rangers. Force. Yeah. <laughs> he, disappears in, he, he disappears in the Speed Force and maybe comes back more powerful. Um, but uh, from what I understand, the villain is going to be Barry versus Barry versus Barry. So who knows? And, yeah. you know, Super was thrown that. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Because, I guess uh, Pitch Brosnan's Doctor Fate isn't going to show up in this, so might as well just throw the whole thing in the trash. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Kent, Kent Nelson. Um, well, everybody else locked yeah. up for you. Uh Is everybody else locked up on your end? Uh, they're there. No. Wait, <laughs> Hi, I see you guys. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> yeah, you're moving. I could hear you. I couldn't for a second there. The only person moving and I could hear was Will for just like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> no, 10 I seconds. No, I see everybody. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of confused. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> yeah, because in the CW verse, uh, Grant Gustin fights evil versions of himself at least two or three times in, uh, throughout different seasons. And I, I think that's pretty cool that they're going to try that again for like a live action film. Uh, at, at the same time, I don't really think this is gonna feel like a Flash movie. There's so many Batman, so I think this might be a Batman movie with the Flash just so happened to be there. So you know what? I don't know. No mind. You know what? No mind. No, no, no. You know, crazy. Batman has been the only thing keeping DC kicking for a really, really long time. So yeah, I can see yeah. That. Um, and it's really sad that it's like that too. Because yeah. like, like, I mean, I, as much as Batman has like interesting stories, there's so many other good. There's like, so Superman, many other Martian Manhunter stories, um, Flash. Uh, like, there's there's really good stories out there. Aquaman like has some good ones. Uh, yeah, and then like there's the new God stuff that they won't even touch. Like yeah. you know, yeah. we have Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, okay, you have so, the stuff that happens on Apocalypse and the stuff that happens on New Genesis. Question, so like um question. Uh what if like the um red like red death version of the flash is in here? Like could that lead into I like mean, yeah, the maybe. whole um the the uh crisis, uh the darkest night crisis? On um, I don't know if it's Crisis on Infinite Earth, but like you no, know, it would the, be the, the dark, whole Batman who laughs. What is it? it? It's Dark Knight's Metal. So it's yeah, the dark, yeah. Dark Knight's Metal. metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it would lead into Death Metal, and then after yeah. that, we would get the Dark Crisis. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So like, could it be something like that? Could it be leading up to that? I don't know. It like could I said, be. I don't know nothing about what's going on in Flash. Or like, I, I think for that to work, though, for them to even do the Dark Knight's metal stuff, they would have to do Final Crisis. Because okay. you would have to have Batman get sent back in time, right. and then it's during that time period that he runs into Barbados, and then yeah. Barbados is the one that's the, the head of all the Dark Knight's metal stuff. Like, he's the reason that it all kind of comes to fruition. So... I feel like they would have to do Final Crisis, and they have, and we haven't even begun to think about crisis events yet, because the Flashpoint paradox itself should be a crisis. I would say that with the old team running DCEU, that was never ever going to happen. And I'd say if if James Gunn had been in charge of this film being made, possibly, but the fact that this all comes from the old team, 
and they're trying to merge it into the new stuff. It's probably whatever this spins out from is just going to be a restart for the DCU, and then everything else is just going to be dead in the water. Yeah. yeah poor Aquaman, too. Poor yeah. Aquaman, too. It, it has me messed up because Aquaman's my favorite. And I, I really enjoyed the first Aquaman movie. I thought that them doing Throne of Atlantis was a really smart idea to kind of introduce people to Aquaman. And I just wish that we had gotten a trench movie where we get to see all these like beings that live at the bottom of the ocean when it cracks open and you see them all rushing out. And I feel like there's a lot more to Aquaman that they could have done. Like, I feel like black Manta is especially one of those characters. Mm. That focus on. And I would love for them to develop the relationship between Aquaman and Mira to the point where they're married and have the child. Because I think that if DC is going to go dark, I would much rather them do the story where black Manta does kill. Kills Aquaman. His son. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the, and what's dark about it is that he kills a baby. It's the fact that he takes him as like, he's not even able, he's not able to defend itself. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think that's what makes black Manta more ruthless than people give him credit for being, you know? And I think that that's one of the Aquaman stories of kind of under the radar for people. It's like, you know, Batman's gone through a lot and the only Robin that he's really lost is Jason Todd. But, Aquaman lost his only child that he had up until that point, you know? Yeah. And it's always been on site for them ever since. He's just like, I see black man at a grocery store trying to get vegetables and whatnot. I'm going to fucking fight him. It's just like, damn Aquaman. I know it's personal, but simmer down a little bit. Cause there's, <laughs> there's been times where they had to collaborate and they just could not get along. It's one of my right. favorite beefs ever. Oh. oh, I think that is brilliant. And then uh, I wish that we could have seen a lot more of Orm as well, the Ocean Master. The Ocean Master, I feel like, is such a villain that not only is he the brother, like half brother of Aquaman, but like there, there's so much that goes to their dynamic and whether or not Aquaman really sees him as the bad guy. Because that, that was kind of the whole thing with Throne of Atlantis in the comics was that he didn't, he was trying to see on equal equal level with his brother and he was trying to get his brother to turn back so that there wouldn't be a war and he's sitting there and he even goes against the whole justice league so that they're out of his way so that he can talk to orm so that orm can just kind of go back home and then orm kind of explains that he he was planning on this from the get-go so it kind of adds that sinister layer to orm so i i would much rather see that be fleshed out as well yeah there there's so much you could do with aquaman and uh Outside of Aquaman and his beef with Manta, I would say Namor and T'Challa, probably close second as far as comic book beefs go, in my opinion, at least. But um, yeah, because it's just pure hate, you know. Like with uh, with with Joker and Batman, you have like a weird like love hate relationship there. Um, you know, Superman and Lex Luthor. I think there's an admiration on both ends, mm -hmm. uh, where you know. Lex is a human trying to achieve Superman level things and Superman is a alien trying to be as human as possible. So I think they both have kind of a, a want and need from each other. But with, uh, with black Manta and Aquaman, it's just like, they just fucking hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my brother Ben is just flaming Batman in the comments right now. I don't know if you guys are catching all that, but yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, and because I get to talk and he only gets to comment, uh, that if uh, if Marvel had had Batman, DC would have went out of business a long, long time ago. Ooh. Yeah, I will. I will put that. I'll throw that gauntlet on the ground. 
uh, as a lifelong comic book fan, uh, DC <laughs> with every other character DC has, they, they, they're hit or miss with them. Some of the stories are good, but most of the time they paint themselves into a corner with their characters and then they have to like reset all their powers and, you know, kill their families off or whatever and start them over well, again. Crisis and, events. I mean, yeah. And yeah, crisis events. Yeah. Like we, Final Crisis wasn't that far away from this Dark Crisis, and even then we've had the Flashpoint Paradox and then Dark Knight's Metal, and those are all little crises in between. So, right. I will say that if you want to do DC Comics right, if you want to make DC movies and you want to do it right, you cannot skip the Silver Age. You can skip the Gold Age because that was um, so convoluted, but you cannot skip the Silver Age of characters because they started out so bright and shiny and happy and things were good and that's whenever shit went sideways and you can't just go straight to the darker characters you can't give us nightwing before you give us robin that's you can't sure. give us the teen titan showing up in the dc universe if we don't ever have sidekicks to begin with Exactly. There's not been a single good instance of Robin on screen as Batman sidekick ever. Right. I'm hoping with the Brave and the Bold movie that it'll they'll Man. finally have that connection that we've been waiting to see for Robin. But right, then but again, like Damian, I think right? they said what Damian Wayne was Damian be. Wayne, yeah. not Dick Grayson. And that kinda, I would much rather see you know Dick Grayson back as Robin. Like I mean, if we're gonna reset everything as like a, a slate at least have him already be Robin and then introduce a second Robin in the movie. I think that that would be much more interesting. And then we get to see Dick Grayson's Robin go from being Robin to Nightwing. And then we get to see like transitions happen with characters that we, we already are established with. Yeah. You know, I feel like yeah. doing more origin stories kind of, it, it's getting redundant. You know, we need yeah. to have just yeah. stories going off from wherever they are. And I'm still, I'm one of those people that I think, that we really should do the Justice Society first. I've always felt that way. So you the reason being Golden Age first. I, I well, I feel like the Golden Age should be done first because I, I like what Doomsday Clock did. I know that a lot of people didn't like what Doomsday Clock did, but I like the idea that without the Justice Society, you have nobody to inspire Clark Kent to become Superboy before he's Superman. And yeah. without a Superboy, you have no Legion of Superheroes in the future because they come back and they take Superboy to the future. Right. So that, that's why I would much rather see a Justice Society because then you would have a world built where people are recognizing superheroes and that when Superman does come into the world, it's not like, you know, they, they aren't ready for it. You know, I, and I like this idea that he, he can be Superboy. And I hope that that's what James Gunn is trying to do with this kind of like younger Superman movie that he's going to do. I hope that it's going to be something where he is Superboy. I want to see him go to the future. I want to see like some kind of dealing with the Legion of Superheroes. I want to see some kind of dealing with the Justice Society just so that we kind of get those little bits and pieces of the DC universe that people aren't really know, like don't really know about, you know, how many people know who the original Sandman was outside of the TV show, you know, yeah. and even the TV show is, is the third Sandman right. that we got a way, way later, you know? So I would much rather see them build these characters that 
other people would otherwise not know. And that's what I like about that Star Stargirl show was that it was introducing Justice Society characters and right. it was getting us more involved with what DC can be and what it can expand to. Because at the end of the third season of Stargirl, they were setting it up for an Infinity Inc. show. They were in, they were setting it up for more Justice Society stuff. We were going to see Sandman. We were going to see different characters that we hadn't seen before. So I just hope that maybe they'll they'll focus a little bit more on like kind of getting the golden age put in there kind of getting that silver age in there and i think that the silver age is really important yeah the silver age is the most important place for dc because that's where we get the big stories that happen with the legion where we get the big stories that happen with the return of the justice society with the uh with Superman, Batman, and everybody kind of coming back. And we get a lot of new characters that pop out of the Silver Age, like Creeper. We get yeah. characters like uh, Dolphin, who people don't really know about. And I'm pretty sure that she died in Crisis on Infinite Earths. But I, I, and I would much rather them build up a bunch of different characters so that we can have a Crisis on Infinite Earths, so that we can have a reason for us to condense down and then build back up again. Because I think that that's what DC should do. I think that they should follow the line that their comics did, where they kind of implode just to explode once more, you know? Yeah, because the way things are looking right now, James Gunn is probably nowhere near that as far as planning goes, because he's really hyping up the authority right now. And the authority is just such a outward direction from where he should be going because the black adam i wouldn't call that movie the black adam movie i would call it a jsa movie and and give it more points that way but if i if i had to keep calling it black adam then it i if as a director i would say jsa hero of kandahar it should be the more accurate title of it and that could have been a golden opportunity to explore hawkman um, you could explore other wearers of the, the helmet of Naboo if you wanted to, but there's no point in killing Kent Nelson. Um, Pierce killed it. Uh, he's definitely the perfect Kent. Um, and I would say if you did have to replace him, maybe like have his wife wear the helmet afterwards and have her find the helmet. Or or you could go to one of the, the new school guys, but it depends on how far ahead in the timeline you want to jump. And uh, with Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam, which is no more, thank God, but if he, if he was a member <laughs> of the JSA, they, they had some storylines that they could play with. And um, with Hawkman, you could even make him a spinoff you can go back to Thanagar and, and and go through stories about that. Introduce Hot Girl. Um, you could do so much with that. The JSA would be the perfect introduction, reintroduction for uh, DC live action. And uh, I really wish they would have done more with JSA as a whole instead of just starting off with this. All right, um, screw Shazam. It, it's all it's all about Dwayne and, and Black Adam tonight. Okay, okay, uh, good good luck with that. But um, I, I don't I don't think it's going to go too far. Yeah, uh, James James Gunn going off with Brave and the Bold and Superman Legacy that could be a great introduction to the DCU. Uh, but 
it's his follow-ups like the authority uh he had another one that i wasn't familiar with as well this is uh like, with the creature commandos yeah creature yeah. commandos that that, yeah. that one That's i think that one can work and the reason that i think that one can work is that it would work best if he placed it in the 1940s mm. and then introduced the jsa alongside them because the creature commandos are they're sent well they come from weird war tales and weird war tales yeah. is just war stories that's that's all it's it is where you get like the uh what is it the haunted tank and yeah uh, you know things like that so i that's what i kind of expect with the creature commandos but what well, i'm really excited you for familiar is, with sergeant rock yes uh, sergeant that, okay. rock yeah from that time period. Uh, of course i know and then you can't mix and then you got gi combat gi combat is another dc and then our fighting army so like there, there's plenty for them to pull from for like the war stuff and i feel like you could introduce the jsa during all that war stuff because then it would make sense that back in the 40s you have these group of superheroes that showed up almost kind of like a watchman watchman yeah you know, with the minutemen yeah you have the minutemen yeah. and the minutemen inspire the watchmen so like I, I would like to see something like that and but with the authority that one kind of threw me for a loop because that for one you know they, they they were characters that weren't even dc property when they were first created you know that that's something that kind of tripped me out i was like why are you using characters that were not created for dc at first you know because you have apollo and midnighter who were first appearance their first appearances in what Stormwatch number four yep so it I, I would much rather see them focus on the DC stuff and not really the stuff that they bought later on. You I'm, know? I'm, I'm just blown away that we're getting the gay version of Batman and Superman as a couple right. in, in the main DCU movies. Like, and, and it's confirmed that's the team they're using is that authority team. So it's like, you know, they were, a they were a play on Batman and Superman. And I think Midnighter and Batman together is fun. Like they've done it a few times in the comics. I, you know, oh. I don't have a problem with it or anything, but I just think it's weird that right off the bat, that's what we're getting. Right. Um, I, and I do want to apologize, Tom, because the, I was going pretty negative with the, like they need to do the silver age, but dude, you're right. If they started with the golden age, instead of giving us another Batman and they gave us Dr. Midnight instead, you know, if, if they what leaned into that, people. Yeah, dude, that's that's incredible. That'd be a great way to kick off the DCU. Yeah, that, and I keep I keep screaming out for a Vertigo universe. I keep yelling out. I'm like, we need more Vertigo shit. There's like, I, that's something that I think that DC is completely lost on themselves is what they would, how influential Vertigo comics were. I mean, you had Swamp Thing, you had mm -hmm. Animal Man, you had Doom Patrol, you had Sandman, you had all these different things that were so out of the box and meant for mature readers and they were meant to be something to dissect and you know you have characters eating like tumors off a swamp thing and then having psychedelic uh hallucinations happen to them dude and hire that, alan moore hire alan moore to write these scripts exactly like i mean like uh, and alan moore i think is to me I, i've grown to appreciate alan moore as like a writer in every aspect. I mean, like I love not only Swamp Thing, but Miracle Man. I love uh, Watchmen. I love uh, yeah, V for Vendetta from Hell. Um, I love his Ballad of Halo Jones. I think Ballad of Halo Jones is brilliant, you know? So I don't see why DC doesn't start pulling more from those really good stories that are out there, that those really good writers that we've had in the past. Like, yeah, Garth Ennis and Alan Moore, man. Give us that DCU. 
Oh yeah, especially like his Superman. I want to see Alan Moore Superman because Alan Moore Superman is he's he's not the Superman that we see. Like I love the one story that he does with Swamp Thing where Swamp Thing has to get this thing that's attached to Superman's like chest or whatever or Superman's carrying around this rock that's making him hallucinate of Krypton and it's killing him at the same time and if it weren't for Swamp Thing, Superman would have died. So, like, I, I would like to see things that are kind of like, you know, Superman not really being Superman. And it's crazy if you read the issue, you see Superman kind of looking like he's got a five o'clock shadow and he's looking very sickly and he looks like somebody who's been worn out and tired and he doesn't look all muscular. And, it, and I think that's a much more interesting outlook on Superman. So I would like to see something like that. Yeah, and, and taking a look at who is Supergirl now in the Flashpoint movies, she reminds. Are you familiar with Mia Kent or Amelia Kent? Uh, she she looks so much like her, um, with the the short dark hair and all that. I thought that what that's line is that from? That is because there. I know there's a a comic book Supergirl that looks like the one that's in the Flashpoint or the Flash movie. Yeah, because Mia might be Grant Morrison, I think. Um, she she was adopted by Soups, and um, she went by Mia for a long time. Uh, but James, or not James, or whoever's directing this movie, made uh, Sasha uh, Kaye play Kara Zor El. So it's. I, I I can buy it for Cars or L, but this this would have been a great opportunity for Mia as well. Um, what what storyline are they trying to use that you have to use Kara? So I think that they probably are using Kara. Well, I think that they well are they referring to her as Kara or Kara? Because I always refer to. Uh, Supergirl is Kara Zor-El. Yeah, I call her Kara. I believe it's Kara. Yeah. And the thing about her is that uh, she shows up second to Superman. So I can understand them kind of doing her. Like, let, like, let's say that like Clark Kent got knocked off course. And that's why he didn't show up in this universe at this time. They didn't say that Clark Kent didn't exist in this universe. They just say that Kara Zor-El is the one that landed. So we don't know where Clark Kent is at and we don't know where he's gone off and we don't know where his spaceship landed. But I'm more interested in how they're going to do Power Girl. Because she's another Cars around. Yeah. Yes. It's so like the Crisis on Infinite Earths version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so she's, like, she's yeah. actually the Golden Age Supergirl. Um, and then after Crisis, they didn't know what to do with her, so they made her Power Girl instead. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I feel like there's so much that you could do with Power Girl because Power Girl loses her universe, and she's yeah. reckon- and she knows that she's lost her universe. And I think that that's a really good story, like especially for a uh, Thy Kingdom Come, not Kingdom Come, but the sequel that they did in the Justice Society book, where they had the Kingdom Come Superman come into their regular universe, and he's as lost and confused as Power Girl is. And I would love to see them do something like that. And I think that that would be an introduction to like Kingdom Come and other stories that are more mature or more kind of, uh, I would say like philosophical with what they're trying to convey in their stories. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's in due time, we're getting Kingdom Come storyline for live action. Um, 
James Gunn has done at least one interview where he expressed that that could be an option uh, for his DCU. Uh, but he, he he's a huge fan of Superman legacy storyline. And I kind of want to see what he does with that. He's more like a team. He's good with team heroes. Uh, but solo heroes, I, I, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Um, I would expect him to be a part of Titans. Like he, he, he could get away with doing Titans for live action. Uh, Peacemaker was kind of a t- uh, a team TV show, um, and then Amanda Waller's getting a spinoff that might be his baby too. But Amanda Waller's probably not going to be alone either. Then of course he has Suicide Squad, so he he has a really good reputation with teams and Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel. So if James sticks to his teams and probably leaves like writing solo storylines alone, let some other writer handle handle that. Then DC should be okay going forward. Yeah, I just uh, I, f- I feel like all of this, uh, the, the thing with the fact that we know we're getting Damian Wayne, the fact that we're getting the authority, um, I just feel like for setting up a new DC universe, there it's very much cart before the horse. Uh, and, and that concerns me. Yeah. That their rush to get away from origin stories is going to cause them to skip a lot of stuff that we need to see. And like, uh, what, like we were talking about earlier, dude, Nightwing, Wing is my favorite DC character. Like, honestly, my f- Dick Grayson is my favorite character from DC. And then a close second behind that is Wally West. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get necessarily either of those guys um, going into this. So, you know, we should get that age of of the, the sidekicks getting to become the main heroes. You know, when, when uh, you know, Wonder Girl became a hero in her own right. You know, when the Teen Titans really became the main heroes of the DC universe for a little bit there. Um, and, and, you know, before the new 52, when they decided, you know, never mind, uh, all of this character development, it was fun, but we'll go back to the originals. Uh, so I, I just feel like that we're, that's what we're getting. We're just going to skip all of that great history that DC has. And, and the one thing that I think puts DC above Marvel is their rich character history, um, that they seem to be like, they bastardize at every chance they get now, you know? Yeah, live action is pretty rough about that because despite the fact that people are so adamant about making Batman overrated, Batman has the most struggles out of all the characters in DC because everything is psychological about his battles against all of his rogues galleries. So it's you can't you can't go up against Dr. Zaz and just a plain I see you in public. I'm going to beat you up street fight type of deal. It's you have to track him down. You have to use your detective skills. And then uh, Dr. Z- or Victor's ass has a lot more for him than, than he could handle. Uh, guys like Hush, they go around committing crimes with Bruce's face. And, and Joker, too. So it's just like Bat- Batman should not be, what do you say, uh, underestimated, maybe? Yeah. He he has just as much uh, challenge as the other heroes do, and I I I will never become a Batman hater because of that. So, right, I don't think it's about like be, hating on Batman. I think it's just the oversaturation. Yeah, just, I I would much rather them focus on developing a story for Batman instead of them pumping out just Batman. Because if you look at all the animated movies, you know 
how many are Batman and how many are, you know, Legion of Superheroes? Yeah, most of them are, are Batman. <laughs> Green Lantern, you know? So, like, it's just the oversaturation of Batman. I think that there's a lot of good Batman stories they could do, but, you know, I, I think that they have other characters that could be definitely propped up more that kind of get put under the mat because Batman's first priority. Because you got to remember that not only are we getting this Brave and the Bold movie, we're also getting Batman 2 with uh, Patton, Robert, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. And then we're also getting a Joker sequel. So that's three Batman movies that they already have slated. And I know that Joker isn't really involved with Batman, but still, like, that's a Batman property. And yeah. it's just, I, I just feel oversaturated with Batman to the point where, like, I just kind of want to see a little bit more. That's why I'm a little, I'm a little bit more excited for this Superman movie that he's going to do. Because we're going to see a young Superman and we're going to see what I hope is the building of something with like the future and hoping that we see Brainiac five and Thank you. Saturn girl and, uh, you know, karate kid and all of them. I would love to see all those characters just show up, you know? Yeah. And that, that's what I'm really hoping for. I, I want to see like, like, you know, uh, Danny said, I, I want to see the silver and the golden age. I, I, I want to see them build up all that stuff from the past because without it, the foundation is just not there. You know, it, it, the, the and I think that's why their attempts at building a universe keeps crumbling is because they aren't starting from the, from the very beginning. You know, they want to start from what's popular instead of what made it popular, you know? Right. Yeah, they only make it harder for themselves when it comes to catching up to Marvel. It's, it's just like, bro, just take your time, give crank out a good story, because if you could pull off Peacemaker... The sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. That is what Marvel did. They used founding Avengers that nobody gives a shit about to kick the MCU off. You know, nobody cared about Iron Man before Robert Downey Jr. wore the armor. Nobody cared. Uh, Captain America. I mean, he had a couple of movies previously. They're unsellable. Nobody, nobody wants that shit. Uh, <laughs> it's you know thor's a, thor was a hard sell for a really really long time look at all the other on-screen thors we got they were silly um so it's you know this is the thing that i don't think that dc is getting you know yeah you can tell good stories with characters that aren't the most popular characters characters that dc has and still build a good universe and i think when they finally get around to doing that and i think uh to to what tom said that that's you know, give us a younger Superman. Give us some Superboy stories. Give us Legion of Superheroes. My God. Some of the best DC stories spun out of Legion of Superheroes. Uh, some of the best characters. That's that's the reason they've had so much staying power. That's the reason why the Legion's characters just keep coming back around. Because they're all great. You know? And there's a whole lot of them. There's yeah, a lot of people the in X-Men. Like, I mean, like, you... Well, Doom Patrol is, is DC's X-Men. Uh, yeah. Doom Patrol is really more like DC's uh, Fantastic Four. But I get what you're saying. but oh man i i i really want to see like i said like a vertigo kind of thing spun spin out especially out of swamp thing i think that swamp thing could be the catalyst for us to get john constantine to come back for us to get madame xanadu for us to get the specter and the phantom stranger and all these characters that nobody's ever fucking heard of because they don't read comics, you know? And I, I think that that's yeah. really important for DC to do is to kind of introduce these characters, even doing something in the background. You know, that's what I really enjoyed about Stargirl because if you watch Stargirl, there's Easter eggs everywhere. There's it like, you know, 
it's like the it's like when oh, they yeah, first and, came in, you know the movie the moving van says action moving and it's in the action comics logo style you know so i, I would much rather like see them nice. do things like that you know what would be a great james gunn property dead man dead man would shit out of a dead man movie that's, I, that's, yeah, yeah. I told Rob this a couple months ago too. Like, <laughs> if anybody deserves James Gunn, it's got to be Dead Man, or or for me, Titans as well, because he he would kill the Titans for sure in a good way, in a good yeah. way. I, I I don't necessarily think Guardians of the Galaxy was his best work, but it got me by. I I most people don't like Guardians of the Galaxy two. I, I I thought it was I thought it was okay. Oh, um, man. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to the third and final uh, installment of this. But J- James Gunn has his uh, subjects that he needs to stay away from, and he has ones that he's strongest with. And I think he should stick to teams and then let r- other writers do everything else. So that's all I got to say about James. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, that uh, for as far as predictions and theories goes for the Flash, that's all I got. Uh, you guys got it. About? <laughs> True that. <laughs> we, we we pretty much went crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, you opened up the the comic the comic world, man. That yeah, that's a whole world that people have. Ne- some people have never even touched, and there's so much to it, man. And like I almost wanted to add in, like I, I hope that we get to eventually see some science fiction stuff happen and some horror yeah. stuff happen that isn't oh. really superhero stuff. I want to see House yeah. of Secrets, House of Mystery. I want to see Adam Strange show up and do a science fiction adventure. I want to see Rip Time Hunter and his band show Ooh. up and do a, and a, do a science adventure. So like. Like I said, there's just so much more to DC than it, just the superhero stuff that they could tap into that could mix over with the superhero stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And that's something that I miss that I wish that they had done with Sandman because in Sandman, if you read the first couple of issues, Martian Manhunter shows up, Mister Miracle shows up, uh, Batman and Green Lantern show up for a panel. So like, it, it's not that it's a separate universe; it's attached to the universe. It's just you have to open up the door for it. And I, and I like that aspect of it being its own magic. And I think that you should have a magic aspect to DC. I think you should have a cosmic aspect to DC. And I think that you should have a superhero aspect to DC. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Will, did you have anything as far as DC flash go? <laughs> I left that to y'all, man. Y'all pretty much <laughs> covered it and everything. I was just listening and responding to the comments and stuff, you know what I'm saying, checking on all that. Yes, sir. That that's all I got for DC DCU Flash. Um oh, yeah. yeah, our final topic is cocaine bear. So if you guys Yeah, that one's one yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna step aside because I, I wanna be surprised. I wanna I wanna go into it because I've only seen one trailer and I never looked into it. So that's what I like kind of having that aspect to it. So that's what I want to go to free. So it was good being on with you guys. You know, it was real fun to be back here. Good good seeing you, Danny. It was good seeing you, Will. It was good seeing you, Deontay. I will catch you guys again later. And I hope to be on here again next time. Oh, my God. Thank you for coming out. All right. You guys have a good one. 
You too, man. You too, All right. Peace out. Yeah, we'll we'll just be dropping full spoiler review for Cocaine Bear. Uh, we shouldn't take too long because it's only two of us that's seen it. And I'm here for it. Yeah, so <laughs> once that's done, the show will be basically over. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll we'll. How how you feel about Cocaine Bear? Um, like. Dude, like I, I loved it, man. I'm I'm not even gonna hold you on that. Like, I don't know if you seen the post that I um, posted in a group chat last night. As soon as I got home, I posted. I was like, "Yo, cocaine bear, ten out of ten, oh, yeah. bro." I'm not even gonna hold you. Like, <laughs> I saw nothing wrong with it. No flaws. I, I look. It was everything. That it was meant to be, and intent, and 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 the writers, the director, the producers, they knew what they wanted it to be. Even though, okay, yes, it is. Some of it's true. Like, like it's based on actual, well, not actual events. I'm not gonna say that, but it's a true story. But some of the events in the movie is actually like, like they they exaggerated on, on some of uh, the things in the movie and so like it yeah no like everything they exaggerated on i loved it bro like a freaking bear hopped off of cocaine bro like <laughs> popped the molly and it's sweating Ooh. like that that bear was zooted bro like <laughs> the beginning of the movie is like probably my favorite part like when these the, the couples they are they're out here nature watching and everything got their cameras out snapping pictures filming and they 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 spot this bear but there's something off about the bear <laughs> this bear is up here scratch like just on the trees just having a good time and wiggling his body all on the trees and stuff. And next thing you know, it just takes the tree and just start pop, 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 just banging his head over and over. And the husband, I think he had the most genuine reaction. He was like, oh, you know, they, they had the rules about the Giants Bane from uh, That's Tormund Giants Bane from Game of Thrones, too. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, he said, if it's black, you fight back. If it's brown, you run. But he was like, you know what, um, honey, I think we should run. There's something off about this bear. I think we should run. She's like, no, 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 no. We, we stand and we fight back. And he was like, uh, no, uh, I don't like the way that it's looking at us. And she <laughs> finally, they run. They, they take off running. And anyways, the bear catches up to him. And for some reason, it goes directly for her. Like, not him. <laughs> it skips him and goes straight for her. He's like, fuck you, man. I want and, like, wife. just rips her legs off and everything, bro. And, like, this, and next thing you know, I, I, I don't know, the bear sees a butterfly and it just goes chasing the butterfly. And that's what <laughs> saved the man. But I loved it, man. The, Cocaine Bear is just so funny. Is that his villain origin story? Yeah, Pretty that's much. his villain origin story. He's like, 
it's actually a she. It, yeah, it is. It was a mama bear. She's there's there's times in the movie where it kind of scared me. Like I, I did get a little jump scare out of it. Um, there's blood. There's gore. Everything is in this movie. Uh, everybody is probably high off of something. They're tweaking. They they don't know if they they're actually seeing things or if the bear is actually there, which the bear is very real, and it is very much attacking and mauling people, but they don't know. Like a lot of people are just dumb in this movie. That is true because like, even law enforcement is down a bad in this movie. Heck a, yeah. They they have so, like one old detective. I don't know if he was a detective or just a regular cop. He I think he was a detective. The cameraman yeah. just films him doing random shit and just chilling <laughs> and vibing like 90% of the movies. Old just black random. guy. Just like I'm gonna take a sip of coffee, and the cameraman just catches all of that. And it's just like, bro, why? <laughs> it, it's just a cool old black dude just doing stuff throughout the movie, and then he finally gets involved with like all the cocaine that's lost in the forest and the bear like going after it. He's like the most educated person. He's like, you know what? This bear is addicted to cocaine. So I'm gonna use the cocaine to lure it into a trap. Yeah. Everybody else was like, what? what? Yeah. Where did you get this from? Um, the fact that the bear the got fact white. That high off of cocaine. Powder all over the damn bear. What do you mean? <laughs> so it's going to sneak out cocaine. Oh, man. He, he was the smartest dude, what, man, but he got betrayed. And, yeah, what about you, DRJ? Like, like what's, what's your take on it? I would get this movie... <laughs> it, from a comedy aspect, a solid A. <laughs> and then yeah. for a horror movie aspect, I'll give it a, a, a solid B. Yeah. Yeah, because it, oh man, based on true events, it's like you watch, you feel like you're watching a documentary, but then you see how uh, outrageous yeah. the gore gets. And it's just like, okay, the director just had a little fun with this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, this bear pulling people apart. Yeah, uh, bears like chasing full speed after an ambulance and then oh jumping god. and flying into the back. Oh my god, bro, kills that... the TikTok dude that, that yeah. always does his rants. Yeah, yeah. he's like, <laughs> it's, it's he, he lost the arm. Um, they have a crooked cop that doesn't die for some odd reason, and then I want the cool old black guy, the cool old black guy who's obsessed with like a very what kind of species of dog? What what kind of like, breed I of think dog? It was a Pomeranian. Look like I'm not gonna lie. An old black black cop obsessed with a Pomeranian the whole entire movie. It's oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays that cop? Uh, what is his name? Um, he's a, he's in every meme that's a uh, guy that says she all the time. He's the only dude that says she all the time. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Oh, my phone's about to die. Uh -oh. Never mind. Okay. I ain't looking up shit. <laughs> this is the, ca the cast of Cocaine Bear. Um, Let me Google this real fast. Um, Isaiah Whitlock. Yep. He, he's, he, I, I can't remember what other TV show he's from, but he says she in a lot of his, his and movies then, and TV uh, shows. You got o O'Shea Jackson Jr. in it. He's Ice great Cube. too, man. 
he he violates a pair of uh Jordan ones. Oh yeah. no! He, like, he's walking. My another one of my favorite parts is when these kids are like he he's in the bathroom minding his business at a rest stop, and he's um he walks in. And there's these groups of kids, and they have, like, um, uh, a pocket knife pulled out on him, not knowing that he's a drug dealer and a (laughs) gangster. And so, like, they pulled his pocket knife out on him, thinking they're going to scare him, thinking they're going to intimidate him and, like, into, you know, giving up whatever they wanted him to give up. And he looks at him like, yo. You know, I will pop a cap in y'all asses. And he and they're like, you think we're scared of you? Blah, 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 blah. This dude straight, they come at him with he's the knife, <laughs> And he soloed all four of them. Was it four? Three. It was three. three. It, it was three, three dudes. Dude and... whoops all three of these kids, man. These zesty uh dressing kids. I, I don't know what was like, like, was what was up with these dudes, man? It sounds like yeah. they needed it. Yeah, yeah. And they... so, yeah, yeah. Like, and he ends up taking one of them hostage to uh, lead them to where the cocaine is because they took the rest of the cocaine and they hid it. And so, this whole time, the whole time is him, uh, the uh, the, the cocaine dealer's son. Who's all tore up about his girlfriend? But her, completely but her. And this dude was crying like the whole movie, being all soft and sensitive. And it's so funny, man, because you have uh, Ice Cube's son who's playing this this big tough gangster dude, and he's up here. He has to drag along the the um, the crybaby, the boss's son. Uh, who's crying and stuff, listening to all these um hello love, yeah is it <laughs> me you're looking for <laughs> and then they have this kid with them who's up here like that he knows where the cocaine is but he's just giving him a very hard time the whole time through the movie and it's hilarious it's like the three stooges yeah, that's it's... the best way I could put it man they had they had Carrie Russell is one one of my favorite actresses played a, a single uh, yeah, mom. You love and, uh, her, don't you? Man? Yeah, she's the goat. Television's Felicity. Uh huh. Wait a minute. Wait. Absolutely. Is she, she that bad? She she was also the wife in uh the Americans. I can't Elizabeth. I can't remember the last name, but uh, she had a completely different name in Russian. But she was a KGB spy in the American TV uh, show. Yeah. Carrie Russell, she's killed that role. And that's that's how I've always known her. I've seen her in other roles. She was in Star Wars too, right? What was she? Uh oh, it was episode or episode what is eight nine? Yeah, the the, it was, the, uh, the yeah, the uh the Force mom. Awakens. No, what is it? Was she the Rise, mom? Is it Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Okay. She... She's the lady with the like gold mask and the red bodysuit. Oh. Oh. I, I'm pretty sure that's her in that. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. She's in Star Wars. No, I think about it. 
But yeah, man. And then there's these two kids that find the cocaine and, and they 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 get high off of it, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's so crazy, man. Like everybody's getting high in this movie, and the bears just running around and ripping people limb from limb, trying to track down all the cocaine and bring it back to the the cubs. And the cubs are high too. It it's so crazy, man. It's like it's a trip. The whole movie is a trip. Like if you were high watching this movie, man. May God have mercy on your soul because it, it you you're 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 gonna be tripping out too, man. Everybody in the theaters <laughs> was tripping out, man. Like I think me and Deontay were the only black people in there. So, oh yeah. So you can just hear us in the back commentating on the whole movie, like, oh heck no. Don't oh, open that door. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't Don't be me, man. Couldn't be me. Uh-uh, I'm too black for that. Like yeah, it, it was hilarious, man. And everybody was cracking up in the theater. So it was a good time, man. Like yeah. the, I think that's part of what makes it a 10 out of 10 for me was the whole uh, not just the movie, but the experience overall, man. Everybody in there cracking up, having a good time. There's two black guys in the back commentating on the movie, making it twice as funny. So everybody's cracking up even more. And so, like, it was just a, it was just a good time, man. So it was a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I, I, that's the first time I was in tears in a while <laughs> watching a movie and laughing at it. So yes. I, 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 t- I give mad props to the comedy part of it. Oh, man, yeah. They did yeah. good on the gore part too, man. So. We, we we may come back around later on and probably cover it a little bit more, or in like a maybe some bonus content, right? When everybody watch watched there. it, just to ask, you know, their experience and what they think of the movie. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, this is just our account of it, man. Yeah, because there's there's so much more I can say, but I know I'm I'm personally about to run out of time as well, so I'm yeah. going ahead uh, go to the announcements, and I, I know Will's been itching to um, dro- drop the gems for everybody. Okay, you got anything you want to say before? I, um, or do you want to want me to go first? Do I <laughs> see us at AnimeCon? That yeah, April okay. April first through second. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely, we will be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, are we doing the podcast from the? Um, the yeah, so you guys are gonna be doing a live show in the panel room if people want to come and like watch it done okay. live and then uh, ask questions or whatever. Um, yeah, oh. anime on April first and second. Also, don't forget to check out Comically Inclined. We'll be live this Wednesday as we are every Wednesday, seven fifteen, seven thirty ish. You know, just depending on computer issues or me messing with shit or whatever. Like last week, our internet went down like literally the minute I was getting ready to put the show up, and then we had to sit here and wait for it to come back up. Is uh, you know, <laughs> we're like uh, um. Uh, technical difficulties the series is like our, our main thing but uh yeah but uh yeah just check us out check out anime con go to the website get you some merch uh you know helping yeah. us helps you uh, the more you know amen 
And more you uh, spread the gospel of comically inclined and Saturday Night Nerds, the the more you uh, you continue helping us uh, be around to do this stuff for you guys, you know. And then uh, I I don't know about uh, everybody else, but I had a freaking blast. So. Oh man! Yeah, yeah I, I definitely appreciate you coming out, and uh, oh, man, it dude, it's awesome. It's awesome. Thanks for having um, me. And as That's far no as problem. the announcements on our end, uh, you sure you want me to drop it? We ready to drop it? Uh, it depends on which one, because I know we have at least two or three, and then that's it. Okay. Uh, There's I one am so major one. right now. The the um. Um, there's one that Jeff says is priority number one. What's milestone that we just hit with Twitch? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we just hit. Uh, let me. One oh eight. One hundred. We we crossed the threshold of one hundred. A hundred, yeah, a hundred followers, a hundred and eight to be exactly. Um, uh, or. Uh, uh, let me make sure and check back over there. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, 108 um, followers over on Twitch. And uh, yeah, man, like, yeah, we were tr- we were at like uh, before we even started, we were at like what 100, well, not 100, but uh, 89. Or, yeah, 89. Uh, last time I heard then, something, it was like 50, 56. That, oh, that's yeah, a lot of time I uh, Yeah, within the past couple of days, like, uh, it went from 56 all the way up to 86. And as of the show, uh, when we, after we went live and I just checked on it, we went from 86 to 108 followers. So, yeah, like, um, that's a, yeah, that's a milestone, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I could not have done it. We could not have done it without all of you guys um, that made it possible. Uh, thanks, Comically Inclined. Um, thanks, uh, DFPN. Thanks to uh, everybody uh, in the group chat, in the, in on the Saturday Night Nerd group for making this happen. Thanks everybody um, over there on Twitch for making it happen. Um, look, man, we we love y'all and we appreciate you guys for um, just coming through for us, man, and 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 just like boosting us. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we 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 we're trying to make the the best content that we can, the quality content. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and and we're we're trying to give you guys the best uh of of the nerd uh gospel the nerdism you know what i'm saying um so uh yeah and and we're just building our empire brick by brick and one day uh we will take over um and <laughs> one brick at a time, you know what I'm saying? One brick at a time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, the empire will rise. And we, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, thank everybody. You know, there's so much love to be spread throughout the nerd community. And, and I just want to give you guys the best, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys deserve it, you know, uh, to give you a platform to where 
you can use your voices and to speak your 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 mind, be yourselves, be the best nerds that you can be um, over here at Saturday Night Nerds. And uh, yeah, we're we're just gonna we're we're gonna go higher, um, definitely. Amen. Like I promised y'all that by the end of this month, we'd reach a hundred over there on Twitch. And my God, did we reach a hundred? And uh, yeah, man, like. <laughs> Is 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 really surreal, but um, also uh, speaking of uh, merch, uh, you know, uh, we we do have merch. Um, we will be dropping the link um, over in on the Saturday Night Nerd Facebook group. We'll be dropping it on Twitter, uh, Twitch, uh, Discord, Instagram. So. Uh, whatever media you want, and uh, you just look up Saturday Night Nerds. You sh we should have the um, and, and YouTube also. We should have the link somewhere, either in the description or you know um, on the page um, somewhere. Uh, so yeah, just uh, click that link and it'll direct you straight to the store. Um, right now we just have the Saturday Night Nerds. Um, logo, uh, t shirts, hoodies, um, handbags. We have uh, the um, the uh, half hoodies for the for the for the girls, you know what I'm saying? Something a little something, something sexy for the summer. Ooh, you can't tell on. me whether or not I can wear a half hoodie or not. Well, oh, yeah, you can, oh, you, you can wear it, man. You, you <laughs> know. Uh, we got phone cases for iPhones, Androids, um, mouse pads. You name it. We got the uh, pullover hoodies. Uh, we got the sweatshirts, the sweatpants. Um, we also have the Power of Tournament um, merch that's out on that on the uh, the merch the uh, page also. And that right there was inspired by uh, a good friend of mine's name, uh, Daniel. Um, we were all talking one night and. Um, somehow it came up, like, we were, I don't know if anybody else gets the reference, you, you remember the, uh, Tournament of Power from DBZ or Dragon Ball Super? Instead of saying the, tur the Tournament of Power, he accidentally said the Power of Tournament, and we just ran with it, because <laughs> it was too funny, man, not to, so yeah, hey, make sure you get that, uh, the power of tournament uh merch. I'm telling you, it's the most OP power in the anime universe. Um, you can't beat it. But uh yeah, uh, I think that's about it for the um for, for the announcements on my end. But yeah. Anything else <laughs> the other day? Um Nerd King. Um you got anything you wanna announce? I think I got all my juice out, bro. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, I just got to give a shout out to Mac and Mac over at DFPN. Uh, thank y'all for help helping promote each of our episodes from season yes, one sir. up until now. We appreciate um, it. Shout out to Blake and Danny uh, for, for coming mm -hmm. through for us, for being on the show. Uh, uh, Blake was here for the SNN Awards, and now we have Danny for season uh, season three, episode two. I definitely yes, appreciate you guys. Uh, we will see you guys again in future episodes. And don't forget, 
uh, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. ish. Uh, you could you could, we'll we'll post it in a group, but uh, comically inclined goes live, and then you'll be able to watch them uh, show out and show some ass. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> there there might be half an ass between Blake and I both. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's that's all I got. Uh, everybody that tuned in, thank you for watching the show. And if you just now new to the YouTube channel, like and subscribe, and we will keep you guys um, updated on any further announcements as far as SNN goes. So, yep. without further ado, this is the end of episode two. Uh, thank y'all for all the love and support. Stay yes, safe, stay nerdy, and stay blessed. Yes, sir.